Please give someone a high five before you sit down and tell them, tell them, hey, the Lord wants you back. And then we can, we can get seated. Just like Jonah, just like Jonah, my friends, the Lord our God wants us back. Now, the story of Jonah is one of the most interesting events in the Old Testament. I'm sure that everyone that is here has heard about Jonah. Even if it's not about the book of Jonah, but at least Jonah um, in, your, in our lifetimes here. Um, this is a well-known story by obvious reasons. Talks about a disobedient prophet, an obedient fish. Now can you compare that? A disobedient prophet and an obedient fish. And then it also talks about um, a wicked nation that begins very bad but ends very well. Begins very bad but yet ends up being good. A story about God. It's a story about, about God. Why am I talking about this being a story about God? And yet we say the book of Jonah. Uh, we know everybody, everything about the book of Jonah is, is Jonah. I, I'm saying that because throughout the four chapters, um, the fish is mentioned only four times. The fish is mentioned four times. The city is mentioned nine times. Jonah is mentioned 18 times. And then God is mentioned 38 times in the four chapters. And so, it is okay to say that this is a book about, about God. No, in our text, we find Jonah. We find Jonah, a prodigal prophet. Have you ever heard about a, prodi a prodigal prophet? Yes. A prophet who is a what? A prodigal. I know you know that we know about the prodigal son who had run away. Now here we're talking about a prodigal prophet. Um, a prophet running away from the will of God. A prophet running away from the will of God. A prophet that is resisting the call of God like we always do. And as you know, many of God's leaders did the same. Many, they had a tendency of running away from God. How many do you know? How many do you know? A prophet, a leader who ran away from God. One? No, don't tell me, Jonah. <laughs> Jeremiah? Yes? Someone else? Elijah? Moses tried a little bit. Someone else? And you are right. You see, Moses shrank when God called him to go and speak to what? To Pharaoh. God, I cannot, I stammer. I don't know how to do what? To speak. How can I go and face this guy? Um, Elijah, you know, fled uh, from denouncing the regime of Ahab. 
aina inaitwa inamtumia yani hii hii Irene because of Jezebel Jezebel said you know what you are doing this to my husband hey up i'm going for your head and you find Elijah you know in a, in the bush and I'm like, like and God comes in at Elijah what are you doing here you know what they want to finish me that was Elijah that was Elijah Jeremiah recoiled you know what recoiling is he recoiled from prophesying to the to the to the nations Amos and Isaiah you know the story they found the message too terrible to announce too terrible to announce and that is why Jeremiah was a weeping prophet he was crying because he knew this was a hard task the message was so tough for the people of God and so Jonah is doing something that we all do all the time put it this way if you will There is a little Jonah in all of us. Do you agree with me? There is a little Jonah in all of us and a whole lot of Jonah in most of us. Now where are you? Where is your son? I know you like the first part, right? A little what? A little Jonah in some 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 of us, in all of us. But then a whole lot of Jonah in most think about that the bible says that god sent jonah on a mission to where to where not sashish jameni to where to nineveh <laughs> nineveh a very corrupt and immoral city but the last place jonah wanted to go on a mission trip was where nineveh Nineveh or Nineveh? Nineveh. <laughs> Depending on where we come from. Because Nineveh, Nineveh, Nineveh. Nineveh. Remember those days? Nineveh, right? Nineveh. So the last place he wanted to go was Nineveh. Uh, he refuses to go because he knows. He knows there is hope. He knows that God is full of grace. And he knows that when he goes to these people and tells them that they are going to perish then they are going to repent and they are going to be spared of destruction. Jonah does not want that. Very selfish guy. Very selfish. So by the end of scene 1, by the end of this chapter, Jonah is exhausted. and his efforts to disobey they are no more he forgot that he cannot escape from god and the psalmist got it very well in psalms 139 and verses 7 to 10 where can i go from your spirit or where can i flee from your presence ninaweza kukimbia aji kutoka katika uwepo wako if i ascend into the heaven the bible says you are You are there. And if I make my bed in hell, then you are you are still there. If I take the wings of the morning and I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me 
and your right hand shall hold me. That is the psalmist. So, what does he do in verse 3? John boarded a ship at where? At Joppa. <laughs> at Joppa. And he headed to where? Now you got it, to Tarshish. Instead of going to Nineveh, <coughs> he goes to Joppa, and he decides to go where? So instead of going east, he goes, where is east? Instead of going east, he goes west. If you want to know what he did, just say he did the opposite. Go this way. No, I'm going this way. That was, that was Jonah. Do this. No, I am doing, I am doing the other one. Tashish, <laughs> Tashish is a place you have gone against God's guidance, against God's will for your life. Tashish, it is, it is doing opposite of what God wants you to do. Jonah tried to get away from God's will. And you know what? We do the same. We do the same when we withhold giving ourselves completely to God. We do the same when we withhold seeking first the kingdom of God. We do the same when we forget who we are. When we forget that we are women of God, men of God, youth for Christ, children of God. When we forget that, then we have run away from God. We, we do the same when we fail to honor God, give him praise as he desires, worship him as God, love him and our neighbors as well. And funny enough, like Jonah, it doesn't bother us. <laughs> funny enough, like Jonah, it doesn't bother us when we do these things. Have you seen people do things yet it doesn't bother them? Have you? Well, let me just talk about the things you know, like corruption, right? Have you seen people corrupt yet they don't, it doesn't bother them? Because I don't, I don't know, I know you will not talk about the other things, yes? Have you seen people that cheat you, lie to you, yet it doesn't bother them? Christians? Huh? Of course not Neymar people, right? But they just lie to you. Macho, kwa macho, And yet they know they are doing what? They are lying to you. It doesn't bother them. When you do that, that is the most of Jonah in you. Not even the little one. But as we are sad, the most of Jonah in us. We, we do not we, we just lie to each other. And you know it is? It is a lie. Um, it, 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 you know, we, we do things that we know they are not right in the eyes of God. But then it doesn't do what? Bother us. And then something comes in my life. God, what is this happening to me? See, if it's possible... If it's possible, Christians are supposed to live in a way that when a catastrophe strikes, when anything comes, 
You can do, and I'll quote one of us here. You can sit down with God and tell God, God, let me reason now with you. I have done everything according to your will. Tell me, what is this God? That is what Christians are supposed to do. Do everything so well that if anything comes, you can reason now with God. Have you kept the Ten Commandments? Have you always been at the church? Have you given your tithes and your offerings? So that when that thing comes, you sit with God and tell God, I have done everything as per your instructions. Now, tell me, what is this God? One as your son. But regardless of where we are, God wants us back. God wants you and me back. We just sang, the Lord has promised good to me. Is what my hope secures, he will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. But going forward to chapter first four and five, um, <laughs> you see that as, 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 as Jonah reigned from God, for him it was not a big deal until people in the ship began throwing cargo out of the ship. <laughs> that is when it became a big deal for him. Yanni, everybody's like, what is happening? We are going to perish here. Um, but the guy had gone down into the sides of the ship and was fast asleep, snoring. Have you ever heard anyone snore? Eh? You have? snoring. And everybody is, we are dying. Everything is, but the guy is snoring. Can you see? When you laugh, when you don't care what happens, what does your He doesn't care. How can you sleep when everyone else is restless? That is verse 11. Some people today are so asleep that they completely miss what God is trying to do um, in their, in their lives. And he tells them he was running away from God. So, because this is bothering you guys, throw me into the sea so that you guys can be saved. That is Jonah. I don't want anything to do with God. Then verse 12 says, just pick me up. You know, he would have jumped, but he says, just do what? Pick me up. Pick me up and put me in the sea. Now, he had to lay his life down for others as Christ did. Remember that. He had to, lie, to lay his life down for others as Christ. While in babe, they they picked him, literally. And they put him in the sea. Now, now is a kufa. Just as they did to Jesus on the cross. Are you getting the connection? He had to lay his life down for others. And right there, right there the Bible says, 
everything was okay. And these people continued on their journey. Today, my friends, God is reminding us of three things. Three things. Number one, number one, flight from duty is dangerous. <laughs> Amen? Flight from duty is dangerous. Going away from what the Lord has called us to do, that is very dangerous. God wants us back in his service. If you find some things happening, ask, God, what have you assigned me to do this year? Flight from duty is very dangerous. Number two, flight from duty is not flight from God's control. Flight from duty is not flight from God's control. Yes, you can run away. You can go where you want to go. But the Lord still follows you wherever you are. God follows you and still wants to control you regardless of where you are and how far you have gone. He wants to, to control our lives because we belong to him. Number three. Number three, flight from God. And flight from duty is more expensive than obedience. Flight from duty and flight from God is more expensive than obedience. Those two things. So you better obey God. Because if you don't, then those, if you decide to go away from God and uh, he, what he has told you to do, then that is going to cost you and me a lot. And so God will use anyone or anything to bring us back to his presence. You know what in the Bible? God used a pagan pharaoh to expose Abraham's lie about his wife. Remember? Yes. God used Mordecai. Remember the story in Esther? He used Mordecai to, to expose Haman's, is that Haman? yes. Haman's plot to have all the Jews exterminated. God used Paul in Galatians to expose Peter's hypocrisy. And God used not God this time, but this is Jesus now in Mark. Jesus exposed the flaming hypocrisy of the Pharisees. God can do anything and he can use anyone to expose you. So my friend, watch out. God can use anything to bring us back to him. He does it because he is a loving God. and He is a God full of grace. And you know that. We have come from far. And the song says, Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Then it says, It is grace that has brought me this far. And the same grace is going to lead me home. The same grace is going to take me home. Now, Philip Yancey, He's a Chinese. In his book, What is a, So Amazing 
about grace says that grace is hard to accept. And it also says that grace is hard to believe. And then he says, grace is hard to receive. Then he says, grace teaches us that God does for others what we would never do for them. Grace is a gift that costs everything to the giver and nothing to the, to the receiver. That is, that is grace right there. And I believe that that is what led Max, Max Lucado in saying, if there are 1,000 steps between you and God, God will take 999 of them and leave the last step for you. Can you imagine? He's able to go all the way. 999 steps. And then just one step is for you and me to say, you know what? Here I am. Here I come. God wants you back. But you must take that step forward. Just one step. And that step is called repentance. God, what makes us restless and what makes us bothered all the time, the grace of God is sufficient. The grace, the grace of God is sufficient. He knows our predicament. He knows where we are. He knows what we are dealing with. He knows our weakest points. He knows when we are at. He knows what it is that we are frustrated about. God knows that we will be saved in his hands. Everything God has done for us has been done because of his great love for us. And so come to him and, and rededicate your life to Jesus. He's always ready for us. It's okay to tell God, touch me once more, Lord. You know, you know where, how far I have come. Come to me again. Because there is, there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. When we realize who we are, Jonah, you know, these people came to Jonah and said, you know what? I am an Hebrew. And I, and I come, I, I, you know, I came from, from, from Joppa. I'm supposed to be headed to Nineveh. But you know you are going to Tarshish. And I've run away from God. So just throw me out from here. Sometimes it is okay to realize where we are. I tell God, God, touch me once more. God, touch me once more. God, come to my life again. God, remind me again of what I'm supposed to be doing because I belong. Time. I'm 
asking you to take a moment as we lift our hearts unto God. Tell God what it is that He has been reminding you. I know what it is that the Lord has been reminding you this week. Tell God, here I am, Lord. Here I am ready to be dedicated to you, O Lord. Here I am. Yes, I know I have done ABCD. I have gone against you in ABCD. Instead of going east, I have found myself going west. And because of not going to Nineveh, I have caused trouble to your people. I have caused trouble to my family. I have caused trouble to my friends. I have caused trouble to my church. I have caused trouble to those that I love. I have caused trouble to many that I know. It is time to tell God, have mercy on me. It is time to tell God, hear my prayer, Lord. It is time to tell God, here I am, O Lord. It is time to tell God, touch me again. As we bow our heads for prayer, as we lift our hearts to God, it is you know who the Lord has spoken to you. Now the Lord has spoken to you this day. It is you knows what you have never done, have not done according to the will of God. It is you knows how far you have come from God and with God. And He reminds us again, regardless of what is happening, His grace is still sufficient. His love is still a step away. His love is still one step away. All the other 99 are hidden and away. Because the Lord is saying this morning. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. We look at your love, O oh Lord, and we are amazed. We are amazed of what you are able to do in our lives, O oh Lord. And we come before you this time of the day, submitting unto you, O Lord, praying for forgiveness when we have done like Jonah, asking you to forgive us of all the things that we have done knowingly and unknowingly, O Lord, so that God, you can be able to speak unto us again, that you can be able to serve with us again, that God, you can be able to do business with us again when we are in the right relationship with you, Lord. We are rededicating ourselves to you. Praying that God, you remind us where you have sent us. And God, we are willing to go. Praying that God, you will remind us what it is that we need to do to you and for you. And God, we will do. Telling us to remind us of when we have failed to show love for God, and we are going to show love. Praying that God, you remind us when we have failed to show mercy to your loved ones, and God, we will. May you hear our prayer, O oh Lord, that we can also 
continue to bring a prayer of praise and worship unto you. I want to thank you because of thy grace and thy peace that you give to your people. At this time, God, I want to pray for everybody that is here in this house of prayer, God. Praying that you will meet with us to the point of our needs. Praying that, God, you are going to wipe our tears, O Lord. When we are asking a lot of questions, God, we believe that, God, you are going to answer them. When we are wondering what is going to happen, God, we know that you have all the answers. Because you know us, God, and you have brought us this far, not to fail us, but to, to, to bless us, oh God. You have promised that you will go with us, and that your life will remain with us as long as this life endures. We pray that, God, you walk with us each and every moment of our lives, O oh Lord. And even when they are dangers, when, where there are dangers, then God, you will deal with the dangers before we come. But God will realize we are your children. We pray for those that are hurting, O oh Lord. We pray for those of us that are in jail. We pray for those that are in prison, O oh Lord. We pray for those that are crying. Pray, you know, relentlessly. We are praying that, God, you have mercy upon all these people, O oh Lord, and even those that are sick, that, God, they will remember that you are there for them. We pray for peace uh, for those that are, whose lives are, is being disrupted all over the world, O oh God, that you remind them they still, that you are still faithful in everything. And just like Jonah, remind us that, God, even when we run away from duty, you are still there because you want to control our lives. And that, God, you are interested in us. We thank you as a church, and we pray that you will be with us. And this we pray in Jesus' name.